He who has ears, let him hear. From the words of Jesus Christ, in the name of the living God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Last week I drove out to our church camp, Camp Cruces, for one of the best reasons possible. A young man who I've been praying for and for his family for the last couple of years had decided to be baptized, and I was thrilled, and I was honored that his mom had called me and asked if I could be there, and and of course, I didn't want to be anywhere else as he gave his life to Jesus and was sealed and marked as Christ's own forever. It was a really great way to start the weekend. And an hour or so later, I was driving home. I was, I was stopped at a red light behind a big truck because this is Texas and that's where we drive here. And just kind of spacing out a little bit, um, it took me a, min- a minute to realize what I was seeing in the car in front of me. The driver had turned around and her arm was going up and down in, in a slapping motion. I then saw the top part of three car seats in the back. I never saw any children, but there had to be at least one there because the driver turned around again and her arm went up and down several times again. And I felt really helpless. I don't know for sure what was going on in that truck or in their lives, but I know that it's never okay to hit a child if that's what was happening. The light turned green and I wish I could tell you that I did something or that that I I prayed for them, but I I didn't. I just got a little sad and and actually started tearing up a little bit as I was driving along. And as I drove along trying to make sense of what I saw, on the other side of the road, I saw a police officer. He wasn't giving a ticket, but he was actually down on the ground changing someone's tire. And I couldn't help but think but a weird and crazy world this is, how in a matter of hours we can witness something that's glorious, something that's heartbreaking, and something that's beautiful. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Matthew 13. And continuing from last week, this is a huge transition chapter in the gospel book. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, is teaching and preaching less in the synagogues and more and more in the everyday commonplaces. Jesus, the the word of God himself, is not commanding rules or laws, but he's teaching in parables. He's using simple illustrations that invite a response. Short, thought-provoking stories that facilitate understanding. And as we said last week, the central message of Jesus is that The kingdom of heaven is here. Your king has arrived. Because Jesus has come, because Jesus is still alive, the kingdom of heaven is here, just not in its fullness. God's kingdom of love and peace, of forgiveness and reconciliation, God's plan of salvation is already here. King Jesus uses parables to teach about the kingdom of heaven. The parable this morning, commonly called the wheat and the weeds, is explained by Jesus in the text. So again, I don't want to insult your intelligence by explaining in my own way, but I would encourage you to read this section again. 
a couple times this week. Read it slowly and with a discerning heart. What I would like to say this morning is that King Jesus will return. And knowing that he is victorious, we engage in battles. One of the things we have to deal with on a daily basis is the reality of evil and and the problem of pain. And tragically, for a lot of people, God is to blame. God gave me cancer. God killed my loved one. God caused this suffering that I have. And really, if, if that's what we think and if that's what we believe, then this, is, this God is not to be worshipped. This is not the living God. God gives life. He brings wholeness and healing. Something or, or someone else brings death and destruction. Look at the parable. The, owner, the owner's servants come to him and they say, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your fields? Where then did the weeds come from? God, aren't you supposed to be good? Why all this pain and suffering? The answer Jesus gives is is pretty plain and, and simple. An enemy did this. God created a good world. God desires to be in perfect relationship with us. The enemy wants to destroy this. And as the father of lies, he he tries to convince us that God is to blame. He's not. This is a lie. Don't be deceived. So the the good field, the good world has wheat and weeds. The world God created continues to be good, mixed with evil and pain and suffering on a daily basis that reminds us that God's kingdom is not fully here yet. The good news we have, the, the hope that we have, is that Jesus will return. And he will bring an end to death and destruction. King Jesus will return to bring complete and perfect justice. And thanks be to God, he's patient in this. I know there are plenty of days and and plenty of times when we so want God to step in in a powerful and miraculous way. And sometimes he does. And sometimes he's mercifully saying, wait, The harvest is not here yet. The end of the age has not come. When King Jesus returns, biblically speaking, it's called the last day. When that happens, the fullness of the kingdom begins. And he's patient in returning because there's still work to be done. There are still souls to save. There are still opportunities to willingly choose Jesus Christ. There are still chances for repentance and for for conversion and spiritual growth. Our victory is in King Jesus. He's actually won the war. So now while, while good and evil is still being waged, we engage in the battles. Last week when when the young boy was baptized, the the preacher talked about being a soldier in the army of the Lord. And I thought it was great. For one, boys really appreciate that sort of thing, right? But, But also because it's true. As a Christian, as a little Christ, we are called to fight the evil and wickedness that we encounter. Like a good soldier... It actually begins with us. A a lazy, undisciplined, 
scared or unmotivated soldier is not going to be effective in battle. But a soldier with purpose, a soldier with courage, a soldier who is training with determination will be successful. As St. Paul writes, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. My brothers and sisters, every day we have opportunities for spiritual training. Every day we can choose to grow in love and peace and patience and kindness. Every day we can train with prayer, Bible reading and service. Many times throughout the day, we have the opportunity to choose good over evil. But it takes training. It takes practice. And sometimes it won't be be easy. But I guarantee that it's worth it. By now, we really should know that Jesus Christ is victorious. And now we train ourselves to participate in that victory. We engage in battles for ourselves, and we engage in battles for others. Let's remember that King Jesus offers life and life abundantly. The enemy, the the thief, comes in only to steal and destroy. So it would be naive of us to think there is not a battle being waged for people's souls. This is why God came to us in Jesus Christ, to save souls, to let people know that there is an enemy who wants only death. So Jesus invites, come to me and I will give you life. So now, 2,000 years after Jesus walked the earth, we are his soldiers. We are his ambassadors saying the exact same thing. Come to Jesus and live. I'm sure there are several people in our lives that we know need Jesus because we all need Jesus. So let me be clear. They are not the enemy. No human being is ever the enemy. We should love people enough to fight for them, not against them. We fight for them by praying for them, by serving them, by by killing them with kindness, if you will. And certainly by talking to them about the serious topics of life, of death, of Jesus Christ. Like our own battles, sometimes this is pretty hard to do. But I guarantee it's worth it. As baptized Christians, we are sealed and marked as Christ's own forever. We are called to keep training and to keep fighting. Engage in these important battles for ourselves and for others until that great and last day or our own rest, whichever comes first. CTR, God is good. His kingdom is here. But because it's not fully here, evil still remains. God is merciful in his return, so we, in turn, persevere in our own patience and daily work through prayer and worship and discipleship and evangelism, we fight for the spread of the kingdom of God among us. And it's all for his glory, now and forever. Amen.